Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome. We're we're here tonight to play the terrible RPG, which is a a wonderful, silly, silly nonsense little game that uh, I hope we're all going to have uh, a lot of wonderful fun with. The person talking here, of course, is not not a regular member of the DM's block, but this is Jim McClure. I'm the one who made this game, and I'm going to be sort of GMing it here for this evening. But we're joined by a, a wonderful group of people that I'm going to go in the order that Google Plus says you're important to me. So that starts with uh, Sean. Sean, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are and uh, if, if you know who you're playing yet tonight. Uh, well, my parents named me Sean Merwin, and so I've decided to go by that name. <laughs> I have done freelance work in the RPG industry for about 15 years now, mostly with Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons, although I do work with a group from Buffalo, New York called Encoded Designs, who design games ranging from dice games to fate to apocalypse world kind of games and everything in between. Okay, and then from there I have a wonderful GM Jeff. Hey everybody, my name is Jeff Stormer, I am the host of two uh, wonderful tabletop podcasts, one being Party of One, which is an actual play about two-player role-playing games, and the other being a show called All My Fantasy Children, in which we create tabletop role-playing game characters based on listener suggestions. They're both very good. I think they're both wonderful, and you should listen to both of them forever. Party of One is awful, never listen to it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Point counterpoint. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure both Mitch and Chris have been on Party of One. As have I. As okay. have I. <laughs> Oh, and, and that brings us to the next voice in your ear that I'm guessing everyone is familiar with, Neil. Hey, I am DM Neil, a.k.a. Joke Maniac, and I am part of the Dungeon Masters block, but we have switched and we are a network, so the Block Party Podcast Network. Um, so I did pick a name. It is not the one that my parents gave me. Much to my regret, I will be playing Bash Clawfoot, and I came up with the tagline, Want to play Truth or Death? Oh my goodness! All right, it's it's getting started. That's uh, <laughs> that's going to be interesting. And last but not least is uh, someone that actually I don't know, and that's Casey. Casey, how are we doing? Ah, uh, we're doing good. I'm DM Chris's brother, younger brother. I show up on some of the podcasts he does. You may have heard me. Uh, I'm referred to as Brother Casey, and I have no idea what I'm doing tonight. So it's going to be a mystery for all of us. So, the game that we're going to play here today is called The Terrible RPG, and it's a pun, because how this game works is you have a character sheet, which every one of our players has one sitting in front of them now, and you are physically going to rip apart this sheet of paper throughout the game. So, what actually happens is you are going to get to write down on one side of your character sheet any six skills you want, any possible six skills that you can imagine, and you will write them down on your character sheet. When you want to use one of these skills, what's going to happen is you're going to grab your character sheet and you're going to start tearing the paper to remove at least one full letter of the skill you intend to use. So if I were to do like swordsmanship, I would write swordsmanship across the back of my paper. And then when I wanted to take my sword and, and kill someone or attack someone or whatever I want to do during the game, I would rip my character sheet so that I would remove at least one full letter of swordsmanship from the character sheet. Now, here are the rules of how tearing works, okay? Because it's not quite as easy as just, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. What you have to do is when you start your tear, your fingers and your hands can no longer readjust. 
So you're essentially going to start tearing your paper, but you're not allowed to like tear it halfway and then move to a different spot and tear it again. You have to tear in one continuous motion. Aha, it gets a little harder. Additionally, you cannot use anything to assist you. That includes tables, walls, whatever. You have to hold the piece of paper out in the air in front of you and make that tear. You may very well remove more than one letter of the skill you're trying to use. You may remove the entirety of the skill. You might remove part of that skill and the entirety of another skill. Uh, whatever comes off of that page is gone forever. Additionally, the tear must be at least as big as the little square that you see in the beginning of your page. And if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure there's a copy to it in the show notes that you can you can take a look at. True, there will be. True. Oh, yes, absolutely. So for those of you, uh, again, following along at home, what we're going to be doing is, and I will encourage you all to do this now, is you're going to write any six skills in any orientation that you want on your character sheet. You can write them in any size. They can be any number of letters. You can write them, you know, as a normal grocery list. You could write them at different angles all over the back of the page. However you want to write them, knowing that the rules of tearing is it's going to be one continuous tear to get and use the sheet. So there is strategy involved in how you want to sort of lay out your skills. Now, as for choosing skills, there's two things that you need to know. Uh, one, we are going to be doing an 80s martial arts action movie. This is going to be your, your stereotypical 80s movie where you all are going to an island where there's a martial arts tournament that's being done to go do an investigation for the FBI. That's what you're going to do. So pick skills that are kind of relevant to that. But we talk about what's kind of relevant because any skill that you want, you're going to be able to use. So, past examples of skills have included such absurdity as Summon Cthulhu, Predestine Dinosaur, Jewish Woman Guilt. All of these things can be skills, so it is highly encouraged to go as ridiculous and as over the top as you want to go with your skills. I would note, if you choose to use the Summon Cthulhu skill, you should probably pick the Unsummon Cthulhu skill so you don't have an end scene <laughs> where you're constantly resummoning Cthulhu to keep him from murdering you. But that is up to you. So at this point, the best thing to do is to go ahead and pick any six skills. Think about a character concept that will work well within, again, we're doing 80s martial arts action flick. You all are FBI agents going to investigate, you know, the evil person in charge of this whole thing that's going to try and take over the world through a martial arts tournament because it's the 80s. So any skills that you want to pick, go ahead and write them down on your character sheet. And of course, if there's any questions about what I explained, go ahead and shoot them out to me. So when we tear it, it has to go from one side to another. It, would that be like opposite sides? Like either I'm kind of trying to tear it long ways or short ways, portrait or landscape? The opposite side just means that you are going to entirely remove a piece. It, it is okay. entirely possible to actually tear in sort of like a, a, a U shape and go out the same side that you started. But the important thing is you're not just tearing so that the tear goes through, you know, the skill and then stop. You're actually removing a piece of paper from the character sheet. Okay, I had that question as well, so that's good. I was trying to figure out if could go diagonally or attempt that. You most certainly may attempt that. Okay. Oh, man. I feel like there's a perfect way to write these things down, but I have no idea what it is. And then while you all are writing and thinking about that, let me tell you about the only two other, or I should say a couple other rules within the game. If at any point you're making a tear and you make a tearing faux pas, that would be as a mechanical term within the game, and that is that you did something incorrect with your tear. If you readjusted your grip, that is a tearing faux pas. If you tore off your piece and it was not big enough to cover that middle section of the page, that is a tearing faux pas. 
if you were to make your tear and didn't remove at least one full letter, that is a tearing faux pas. Anytime you commit a tearing faux pas, you must complete the tear that you were doing and then make another tear to actually complete it. When you are out of skills, you are knocked out, gone from the, you know, from the story, as it were. Whether it be you're dead, unconscious, tired, just annoyed, whatever the case may be within the story, you are no longer involved once you've gone through all six of your skills. But you do have one last option, and that is the last pitch effort. Now, thankfully, we are playing this via the wonderful internet, so that way I don't have to actually get hit with all this nonsense. But the actual mechanics of the game are... At any point, you may take whatever remains of your character sheet, you may crumple it in a ball, and you may chuck it at the DM. If you successfully hit your GM, then you succeed at whatever skill you're trying to do, but that's the last thing your character does, and they're out of the game from that point forward. For the, the nature of, of this online play, what I'm going to tell you all do is you need to chuck it and hit whatever camera you're using to record yourself, and that way we can see it and we have something a little bit more than the honor system because I don't trust Jeff. That's fair. No, that's I get it. <laughs> My camera's much smaller than you. You chose poorly. Obviously. See, I'm actually operating on one of those like turn-of-the-century industrial-like size cameras, nice. so I feel like it's going to be pretty easy to hit. And then the, the one last mechanic, and then we have we have essentially explained the entirety of the game, is if at any point during the game you take physical, mental, or emotional damage, then I as the GM get to tell you what skill you have to make a tear that represents that damage. So it's not always wise to just put that one skill right in the smack dead middle of the character sheet that you think you're going to save for endgame, because if you take damage, I can make you take a tear of that. All right. I'm excited. And I'll give you all time. Also, as you are filling out your six skills, I would also encourage you to come up with a character name because that's always seemingly a, a difficult thing to come up with. Unless you're Neil. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. And are people still writing or is everyone just waiting? I, I should ask this. Is uh, if, if you're still writing, say yes. 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 Okay. All right. So everyone, I just didn't want to be sitting here listening if everyone was, was waiting for me. No. I feel like I'm going to get too nervous and then just like freak out and rip my paper in half and then just be dead. I've got three of my six and I have to decide on the others. I'm trying to think what some of the other great skills throughout the years of terrible RPG. There was can run backwards at the speed of light was another classic. Create a nuclear explosion within a five foot radius around themselves. Uh, Xenomorph chest birth was another good one. That's a good one. Yeah. And then one quick random question Anyone in the room an anime fan? Yes. Yes. I've, I watch. I watch. I partake. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, enough to make it work. Okay. So in case something weird happens, I won't have a room full of dead silence at me. So you're telling me we're all 15? <laughs> we are not all 15-year-old Gundam pilots. I'm just telling you that you are you are going to oh. go into a, a tournament of fighters from around the world, and every fighting style will be represented. Everything you can imagine. So, yes. Even Jim Cotta? <laughs> Am I showing my age there? Uh, nope. well, I just I just wrote down my sixth skill before you said Jim Cotta, and now I'm kicking myself because Jim Cotta is the perfect skill. Yep, really is. I I unfortunately already have six, or I would be putting that in. It combines the skill of gymnastics with the kill of karate. It's <laughs> the deadliest martial art. Also, one of the worst movies ever. Oh, it's so bad. I was watching Kung Fury to prep myself for this. <laughs> Okay, and I guess the best way to do it is once you'll have written your six skills, just just give me a verbal done. I am done. I am done as well. Done. Done. Ah, look Promise. at that. Okay. <laughs>
Okay, so that's everyone is done and in. Okay, so then let's get into into the game. So I'm going to kind of give us the, the, the setting stuff as far as where we are and what's going on. And then we'll do character introductions and we'll just get into to all the silliness from there. Okay, so it is 1982. And the FBI has gathered the four of you together to go on a mission. There is an evil, mad crazy businessman we'll go with businessman that goes by the name of lohan that has a secret island out in the middle of the pacific ocean and every year he puts on a martial arts tournament and we don't exactly know why he's doing this but he gathers the the greatest fighters from around the world in different styles to compete in this tournament and the winner will be crowned his second in command to his empire however what the fbi is actually interested in is there have been some what they believe are illegal shipments going in and out of the island. There's been nefarious activity going on. So the four of you are being sent to this island to compete in this martial arts tournament undercover and figure out exactly what Lohan has been up to. Uh, and that's the mission that you've been sent on. So we're going to go around and introduce the four of you. So what I want you to tell me is, is your name, a little bit about yourself, what you look like, and why you were chosen of all the people in the FBI to be part of a, a martial arts tournament of the best fighters of the world. So uh, going in the order that I did before, let's start with Sean. Well, my character's name is Sidney LeBrock, and as opposed to the many big, strong agents who probably should be going, I have been sent because of a couple of skills. First of all, I am a, an infamous computer hacker. If we run into anything involving computers, I've got that covered. But I've also been training for years in mind control. Now, it doesn't often work, but every once in a while I get lucky and I'm able to, you know, knock a goat over or read someone's thoughts. But th those are those are the two reasons that, that I am on this mission. What does Sydney look like? Oh, he's very small, probably only about five foot two, skinny as, as a rail. He should be wearing glasses, but he's not right now, so he can't see all that great unless he puts them on. Okay, Jeff. Yes, I am playing... Well, my real name is unknown, but the world knows me, and the FBI has sort of honored my identity as El Halcone. I am being sent on this mission because I am, unlike a lot of these agents, I am trained in the ways of martial combat, particularly within the most glorious of martial combat forms, that of Lucha Libre. <laughs> so El Halcone is about 6'4". He's lithe. He's like thinny, thin, thin, but but built. He has a beautiful golden mask with a small beak on it, and he wears a beautiful tailored black suit. Yeah, that's pretty much his appearance. He's got a beautiful suit. He wears a hat, like maybe a nice fedora, and he sits with a quiet dignity. He is a man of etiquette and a man of of class. And that was El Halcón. Yes, it is uh, Spanish for the Falcon, so you can just call him Falcon. Okay. <laughs> Neil. Okay, so as I mentioned before, or maybe I'm cutting this out, I am Bash Clawfoot with the uh, catchphrase, want to play truth or death. So he's pretty much like a fridge. He's probably only about six, six foot, six two, but about as wide as you would think a refrigerator. He's going through most doorways sideways. It's just easier that way. He actually is very proficient in blacksmithing and has made some of the greatest blades known to the FBI. 
and around the world. And he's kind of your your hammer when it's necessary. So we'll see how that goes for him. Okay, and Casey? I'm going to be playing Jackie Feng Shu Khan. He is very skilled in the karate form of the drunken monkey. If we need to get into a high-speed car chase, I'm your man. High-speed car chase on the, the middle of the Pacific Ocean, absolutely. All right. So, the scene comes in, the four of you have kind of met each other, and you haven't worked together in the past, but you're whisked away on a boat, one of those, like, speed boats that goes out, and we cut away to the map of the Pacific Ocean, and we, we travel by map dot all the way to the middle of the Pacific Ocean, where it just says, Unknown Island. And the four of you come up on this boat, you are docked, there is a bunch of people there to, to greet you and, and help you off the boat. There's a lot of commotion going on on the island. To, to give you the general idea of the layout, as you were coming up to it, you kind of saw it of the, the side that you're coming up to on the island has a bunch of, of small buildings set up and then one sort of big, large open courtyard. There's a, a giant stone wall that cuts the island in half. And sort of built into the middle of that stone wall is a, a giant castle-looking structure. Everything is very Asian style to it, has a very Asian feel. And the direction you came, you didn't really get to see the backside of the island at all. You all have arrived at a time where there's clearly a lot going on. And uh, you, you are ushered off the boat, and you're ushered to the courtyard where there's a lot of commotion. There's a whole bunch of people standing by. There's a line of taiko drummers that goes from one side, pretty much one side of your vision to the other. It's like that bad 80s movie where they've horribly been CG copy-pasted sort of out into infinity, into the water in either direction, uh, just constantly with their taiko drumming. As the four of you have been gathered, there's probably a 100 people in this courtyard area, and, and the four of you have gathered here kind of taking in the scene at the moment. And this is your opportunity to introduce yourselves through roleplay. I believe uh, Halcone is walking. He's admiring the drums, and we he's, he's quiet, but he's composed. He feels the music of the drums deep in his bones. And you see him kind of, like, crack the smallest smile, like, in the open mouth area of his mask. As he is like, this should be an interesting adventure. <laughs> So you can hear Bash just let out one of those classic, ha-ha, and he just storms off towards the free food that is undoubtedly available, pushing this guy, that guy out of the way, no doubt offending the honorable sensibilities of one El Alco. Common street trash. I do not know why the, why the Bureau puts up with such nonsense. Well, Sydney walks very carefully toward the rest of the island, waving at the crowd, but also looking very nervously for anyone with guns or anything that looks like it could be used to shoot him in the face. You don't see a single gun from anyone on the island. A whole bunch of martial arts-type weapons. No guns. Excellent. I can run away from a fist. This is a place of honor. I respect it. What's Jackie doing? He's just kind of walking around. He's very suspicious of everyone, thinking that anyone could be... Up to no good at this point. Well, as as Jackie, as you're, you're you're looking around, being quite suspicious, all of a sudden the tempo picks up in the drums. They're beating hard, and they stop. And the two large wooden doors on the front of the wall that's built into the castle slowly creak open. And out walks a man who looks like he's about 180 years old. He is bent over deeply. He has long robes. He walks with a cane. Uh, he has an old wrinkled face as, as he walks out to sort of 
with a squinting eye, she looks out over everyone. Behind him walks a behemoth of a lady. She is about seven foot tall, just completely jacked biceps, huge biceps, muscles everywhere, just standing cross-armed behind him, sort of looking out over everything that's happening. Greetings, and welcome to my tournament. I am Lohan, the proprietor of this island. And I have gathered the greatest fighters from around the world. Around the world, right? And he looks over to the black lady and she just sort of like rolls her eyes. Keep your hands crossed. Yes, yes. We, we, we included the Chinese this year. Yes, all around the world. And we are going to have a fight. And one of you, the winner of my tournament, will be chosen to be my second hand, my right hand. And he, he points to his right where, again, she's standing. My left hand, to be my left hand in my empire, to help me run and take us into a new age. But first, we must, we must see who, who among you is worthy. Let us, let us have introductions for who is here. Uh, Sydney, there's a, there's a Sydney around, is this, yes, yes, Sydney, somewhere? Yeah, I'm right here. Uh, Sydney, come, come forward, announce yourself. No, no, I, I'm right here. And he's, he's looking all around and can't seem to find you. Uh, I'm standing right in front of you. Hello? Oh, oh. <sighs> Take a couple steps back. Goodness gracious, you give an old man a heart attack. Ah, yes, Sydney, you are here, and, and, and why are you here? Uh, I am here uh, because I am... I know all of the martial arts, every single one of them, and including breakdance kata. All of the martial arts. Okay, that's 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 something. Uh, let's see who who else is here. Uh, Kugo, Kugo is on my list. Kugo, come forward, and you will see this Asian man step forward. He has like really tall, black, spiky hair. Again, very muscular. He's wearing like a yellow colored gi that really stands out, and he just gives like a quick bow, and that's it. Okay, talkative fellow. Ah, uh, we 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 have Bash Clawfoot. It probably takes like another two times, and I think someone next to me informs me over my loud eating that I should probably turn around. And I'm like, here, oh yeah, yeah, right here, right here. I'll be up. I'll be up in a second. And I just again push through everyone, not even really asking for it. Just they'll make they'll make room for me. I'm sure. Okay, and that's that's Bash, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jackie, there's a, there's a Jackie. That would be me. And, and Jackie, why are you here? Uh, I'm here because I am very skilled in the drunken monkey karate, and I have won many tournaments with it. Ah, yes, drunken, drunken monkey. We 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 practice that most Friday nights, right? And he, he elbows the woman sitting next to him, who again just rolls her eyes. Uh, let's see, Senor Papillon is, is Senor Papillon around? And you see someone who comes out, and this is going to be, oh, this, this is going to be Jim, Jim McClure does not know how to do voices, but we're going to go for this. Uh, you, you, you see what is clearly a French chef comes out. Ha, 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 oui, oui, yes, monsieur, I am, I am Senor Papillon, the greatest knife expert that has ever lived, which is not French, but you're going to go with that because it's me. And, and he makes his introduction. Uh, D Toyota is is there a D Toyota? The first first name is just D, and and you see this giant sumo wrestler <laughs> come out of the crowd. 
Uh, someone gets my jokes. Uh, <laughs> as you see this giant sumo wrestler come out, and he just gives a hype and bows. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We, we You can't keep laughing, or it makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, okay. I'm... We have in, in, in El, El Halcon? El, El Halcon? El, E-L Halcon? El Halcon, uh, like, steps through the crowd without, like, steps between two people, almost like a leaf on the wind, gives a sol- like a solemn tip of his of his long brim fedora cap and then descends back into the crowd again as gently as a leaf on the wind <laughs> a reference that no one gets because it's 82 <laughs> and and finally we, we, we have Vladimir and it, it just says Vladimir and you all see this giant Russian guy walk out of the crowd he's got one of those those hats that looks like it has four brims all pressed up I don't know what those hats are called you, you literally see him. He has American flag tissues that he pulls out and blows his nose and throws on the ground and steps on them because it's 82 and the Russians. And, and he introduces himself. You are going to be the eight competitors that will take place in this tournament. When it is all said and done, only one of you can win. But before we get to the tournament itself, which begins tomorrow, we must decide the seeds of the tournament. Seeds, 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 seeds like grass. Seeds, seeds of the tournament. So, to decide the seeds of the tournament, what we will do is we will have a fight. So fight! And there's like this pause as everyone like looks around like, what? Yes, go, go, fight, fight now, fight. (laughs) And all of a sudden what you see is a Kugo, the Asian gentleman with the tall black hair, he jumps into the sky, like 200 feet into the air. You see his hair turn spiky blonde and he holds his hands out to his side and he starts muttering some kind of words as a giant ball of energy forms and blasts down towards all of the competitors. The four of you are down in the courtyard. A giant blast of energy is coming down that's going to wreck you. What do you have to be able to handle this situation? My biggest skill on here is cowering. <laughs> uh, so I hope that that works. Okay, give me a cowering tear. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm tearing. I got the C. I'm still tearing. I'm trying to come back around to the same side. And I did it. I lost the C and half of the O. Okay, and give me narratively explain what what happens here. Well, as soon as I see that, I am looking for the largest, probably the sumo wrestler. Does he have one of those sumo wrestler skirts on? Of course he does. That's that's where I am right now. Okay, so so you, you, you're hiding literally underneath the skirt. Energy Blast is still coming down. Three of you still in harm's way. Halcone is going to leap onto the shoulders and, like, the shoulders and upper back of Vladimir and springboard backwards, doing, a like, a beautiful roll. And if it's successful, I will tear at my Lucha Libre skill. All right, give, give, give me a Lucha Libre tear. I successfully pulled the L, a little bit of the U. The tear was successful. Okay. I think, yeah, he <laughs> picture-perfect rolls, lands on his feet, dusts off his jacket slightly. El Halcone has jumped out of the way. We still have two in harm's way. 
Yeah, uh, Jackie's gonna try to find the tallest thing to climb up onto, just to get away from the blast, I suppose. Okay, and do you have an appropriate skill? Climbing in general? <laughs> Absolutely. Is that literally what you wrote, climbing in general? No, I just wrote climbing. I should have wrote in Fair general. enough. <laughs> right. Give me a tear of your climbing skill. Alright, we're going around the sea. Oh, oh, we're tearing into other other skills. That's not good. Oh, dear. Okay, we... Big tear. Kind of destroyed a couple other things, but overall successful. <laughs> you, you, you avoid the blast, which just leaves us one more person still in way as this energy wave is rocketing down towards the courtyard. So Bash sees the energy blast coming and he said, uh-oh, turns around and I will tear into my skill, Big Hero Run. And um, <laughs> it, you know, it's almost like a half waddle. You're not sure how he's moving that fast, but he's going to go ahead and keep moving. And hopefully, hopefully this works. I am mortified of my first tear. I feel like I'm going to get more confident, but I, I, I don't know. Okay, I got into some other ones uh, as Casey did, but um, <laughs> we are good to go. Okay, so the energy blast comes down. The four of you essentially scatter in, in your different things. Sydney, as as you were hiding literally underneath the, uh, the the sumo wrestler, it just seems like the sun, for a couple moments, the sun itself is like two feet away from you as there's just this blinding flash everywhere. And when it subsides, you kind of look up, and the giant man that's standing over you just sort of like falls forward, like seemingly dead, as he face plants into the ground in front of you. Vlad, you know, likewise uh, went flying out in a different direction. You see that uh, the the French chef, Savernier Papillon, he's chucking knives up, up towards Kugo, but they're just bouncing off as he is... Kugo is still up in the air, and he's slowly powering up for another attack. What do the four of you do? I will use my most absurd skill to keep things going. Bash kind of folds into himself, and you can hear just kind of like this guttural growl. Just, and then I will tear into dragons up the yin-yang. So uh, I have black and white dragons fly out of me towards... Um, Kugo? Uh, yes, he, he, he is the one up, up in the air, yes. I keep wanting to say Cujo, but I know that's not. So I will... Oh, I feel like I didn't write this in a very good place, and I'm really scared about what's about to happen. So I will have many dragons fly at Kugo. Alright, g- g- give me a tear and see how it goes. Ah! Okay, Woo! Okay, we're good. Oh, hmm. yeah, we're fine. Um, mm-hmm. We're fine. The other skills that I have aren't um, doing great, but that worked. So, okay, d- describe to me what happens. So, because it's called dragons up the yin yang, I want it to be not very big dragons, but just a just constant stream of black and white dragons <laughs> flying out from me, like slowly eating away. You know, like that confident smug look on his face, but just like slowly fading to. Oh no, oh no. And then they just start blasting through him and he falls to the ground. And and he, he falls to the ground down and then you just hear Stop as Lohan from the beginning. The seeds have been decided. Today's fight has concluded. Tomorrow morning will be the first round 
of the tournament. You all rest up, and I will see you in the morning. And with that, him and the tall woman both go back through the wooden doors, and they close. And then a couple moments later, the taiko drumming starts up again. You see some some helpers rush to the the combatants that have have been seriously hurt and are tending to them, and everything sort of slowly breaks up for the evening. So the the four of you are kind of left in the middle. You've been shown that right behind you is a a series of rooms that are are essentially your your places that you can sleep for the night, Uh, but you're kind of left to your own reconnaissance now uh, until tomorrow morning when the tournament will actually formally begin. As people are walking away, Sydney points to the Simone guy and says, yeah, I did that. (laughs) Then I I give him a rousing high five that he does not appreciate. And I fall down. (laughs) And then, uh, of course, I'm going to say, and I did that. (laughs) Halcone is going to look in the direction of Vladimir, and he says nothing, but his eyes narrow very small. And we get that terrible cut of just the eyes of you and just the eyes of him and back and forth a couple times. Yeah, and then he turns his back and walks away. I have a question, which I I believe I know the answer to, but just to ask. I can use one of my powers to benefit someone else on the team, right? That's totally okay? Absolutely. Okay, I I assume so. Yep. Perfect. Okay, so the four of you, again, have been sent here to do an investigation about these shipments coming in and out. At this point, the sun has has set down behind the horizon. It's evening. There's people out drinking. Again, you, you've been relegated pretty much to the side of the island that you arrived on. You know, what uh, What do what the four of you all want to do? Yes, I know exactly what I'd like to do. I'm, I think Halcone is going to begin chatting up some of the other like just chatting people up very being very social very polite but try to find out just if anything is unusual or perhaps like if any sort of evidence of ulterior motives or shadowy dealings just by like being friendly and sociable do you have a skill that helps with that i do i have etiquette (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm trying to like, you know, I'm trying to trying be to get bonus sort of... points for using an L5R skill. I got you. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would have been the best idea, man. All right, so I'm gonna do a rip. Oh, that's a beautiful rip. Got the E. Got none of my other skills. I'm doing good. Nice. Cut it right before the T. I'm feeling good. Are you chatting up the the local workers or the other contestants? I think I'm chatting up the... I'm going to say the workers. And I'm going to say that, like, I am, like, being friendly to the bartenders and being friendly to, like, the servers. As that sort of ties into etiquette is, like, knowing how to handle myself around, like, service people. Okay. Um, yeah. So you, you you strike up a conversation there. There's one that's clearly like way way overworked, and he's he's running here and he's running there, and he's just like, ah, oh, I can't. Ah, oh, it's this this tournament is one thing, and then uh, Lohan had all those business people come in tonight too, so I've got to do dinner for them and and provide drinks and all that for you, and he won't bring any more help in, and he won't. Ah, oh, it's just it's a mess. It's like, I'm kind of a mess right now, so if I'm not the most social, just deal with that. I'll get you a drink in, like, 30 to 40 minutes, like, tops. That is fair. Take your time. I do not wish to be a burden. Now, you say business. What? what 
where are these businessmen staying, if I may, if I may ask, if I may oh, be so bold? They're, they're, they're up in, in, in Lohan's quarters, they're having dinner mm. with him, I don't know, he, he brings in a different group of business people, like, every month to talk to, I don't know what he does up there, he's just, honestly, he's kind of a weird old man. Believe me, I've met many weird old men in my travels. I completely understand. Thank you for your time. He, like, palms him some, some money as a ge- very generous tip and says, like, please do not overwork yourself. Oh, that's that's going to happen. At least, at least until a few of you all die, I'm going to be running all over the place. Fair enough. Have a wonderful night. Okay. So, El Hakon, you, you take this information back to the rest of the group? Yes, yes, I do. It seems we are not alone on the island, my friends. It seems that there is a... It seems there are meetings of businessmen, and I suspect this ties in very nicely with the reasons that we've all been sent here. So, Sydney, have you been able to figure out what you need to do, and how can I help you do it? Well, if we can find out what rooms they're in, I can use this touchstone phone here to, uh, you know, if I press the right (laughs) buttons, obviously we can listen in on their conversations. With my hacking skills. Uh, well, I do know that they are currently meeting in Lohan's quarters, so per- so you may perhaps be able to use that with your amazing technology. I don't see how it could be a problem. So I'm going to use one of my skills, and I'm going to notice, rip down, and then help up both Jackie and Sydney into what I wrote down as air vent passageway because what 80s movie didn't have gigantic air pa- air vent passageways for like large men to climb through right That's I true. mean it sounds That's right valid point all right so give give me an air vent passageway tear them That's a good skill That's a good skill Oh no I already went Oh no Okay, I got more of it than I wanted, but nothing else, so we're good. Okay. I feel like I have no control over this, Jim. I'm not very happy. I don't like this at all. All right, so describe to me what you find and what you're doing with this air vent passageway. So, like I said, so we're in, I assume we have rooms of some sort and it being a large building. I'm like, ah, fine, here. And I just reach up one-handed, rip the vent off the wall, and then just put my back against the wall and kind of lean down and put my hands out, just assuming they know what I'm doing. I assume they don't, though. Like, in, in <laughs> character-wise, I'm, like, just standing there waiting. And then player-wise, I assume that neither Sydney or maybe Jack or maybe Jackie will understand I'm going to give him a boost up into the uh, air vent. Um, I'm just going to look at him and say, you want us to go up? Yes! Uh, <laughs> I get frustrated here, and I just pick both of them up by the waist and put them in. You are a very strange man. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> it's actually kind of roomy in here. <laughs> okay, so so the two of you are, are up in the air vent, and you're crawling through. You can get close enough to you can actually get to you know one, one of the little drop down air vents so that you can see down into the business room. Now, when the camera cuts away, you clearly see that the building that you crawled into the air vent is not connected at all to the main structure of the house. <laughs> but somehow this works through, through the magical of, of 80s editing. We won't delve into that too much. But yes, you you you, you look down and there there's a table and you see Lohan is is seated at the head of the table. 
And there's about six people, businessmen in suits, that are sitting around the table. They're questioning him about there is a, a, a shipment that's supposed to be here, and he keeps assuring them that it'll that, that they will have it tomorrow morning. Uh, but you know, it's it's not here yet. It's it's arriving late. And after after a couple minutes of back and forth, and Lohan actually seems pretty pretty disinterested in in the conversation. The six of the business people finally get up and walk out and leave. Uh, but after a couple minutes, another one like comes back, and he's angry, he's frustrated. He's he's not speaking English though, so you don't really know what he says. Unless does, does anyone have a skill that would help them decipher another language? No, I could oh, try I, my mind control to just hear what he's saying in my mind in a language I understand. <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful, absurd route to do that. Absolutely. Okay, so you see a vein in, in Sydney's forehead start to pop out, and he's really concentrating hard. And here we go. Oh, this is going... Oh, my... Oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. Uh, I got away with the O and the L, but I, I'm not as good a break dancer <laughs> as I was, once was. Uh, but I, I did... It was successful otherwise. Okay. Um, yes, so you tap into into his mind, uh, and you start hearing what he's talking about. And, and he keeps saying the, 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 the shipments of tapes that I sent you, you know, the, you, you promised me that they were secure. Now I'm unsure about this. Uh, and Lohan's trying to assure him, but he, he keeps pressing on about these shipments. And then you just see, like, a big, strong hand reach out and just grab him and then pull him to a corner of the room where you, you can't see from the vent. And there's a little bit of struggle and then quiet. And then you see the big woman sort of come and sit down with a big sigh at the table, and then she just starts eating. Nice. So when I heard tapes, I'm assuming like Betamax. Not sure. You just you just got tapes. Okay. I will tell everyone what I heard uh, once we return to the room. Okay. So the the four of you are back in the room. You you've heard the reports about some some shipment of tapes. Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser it seems. Do we have any theories? Hmm? I guess I can try keeping up a voice that hurts my throat, but no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do whatever I want. So I didn't see anywhere where a boat could land. Like, <laughs> well, no, that's not true because we were in a boat. Bash isn't <laughs> as smart as he thought he was. He, just, my name's Bash. So there's that. But um, have we been to the other side of the island? Does anyone know what's over there? You all have not been over there. I think it's time for a stroll. I concur. I believe it is. So, looking from your side of the island, and of course you can you can walk about sort of freely on your, on your side, but the entire other side of the island is blocked off with one giant wall with just those two wooden doors that you saw Lohan come in and out of earlier today. And that's seemingly the only way to the other side of the island other than this big giant wall. I guess Jackie will climb the wall to attempt to see what he can see over on the other side of the wall. See if there's anything interesting. All right, give, give give me another another use of that climbing tail. That's a good skill to have. It's a very good skill to have. I'm liking it. Okay, this is a lot better than the last one. I like that. Got a good tail this time. Okay, so you scale up to the top of the wall, uh, and you look over, and on the other side of the island, the wall is actually really thick. It's probably like 
20 feet thick. It's a really, really thick wall, but on the other side of the island, you see there is an, an immaculate, like, Asian garden that pretty much dominates most of the back half of the island. But you also do see there's two paths that go uh, around to the back that come out from the wall. Presumably, you can get inside the wall uh, and inside the main castle. And they sort of go around the back to a, a, a dock area that's on the back side of the island. And as you're standing up there, all of a sudden, like, you've done all your scouting, and then, like, just out of camera shot, the, uh, there's a guard that's standing there just going, like, uh, what are you doing? Um, like, I'm down. sorry, I just wanted to see the other side of the wall. I will get down immediately. Uh, yes, no no contestants are allowed on My this apologies. side. Get, 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 get down, get down. I'll run back to the group and tell them what I found. So we must figure out what is on, what is what is at this dock and what is down each of these two... You said two paths, correct? Correct. Yes. But we will not be able to get there ourselves. We need a spy. Luckily, I know just the spy. And uh, I'm going to pull... I'm going to tear one of my skills as Halcone holds out his hand, revealing, like, uh, the, one of his wrist gauntlets that he wears that is lined with beautiful feathers. He holds out his hand. To summon a hawk? <laughs> because Halcone, the skill that I've written down, is friend to the animals? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rip this. I held it to the template, it is just large enough. Uh, it got more of the phrase that I wanted. I got almost all of two and the, but I did successfully tear it. Okay, so so describe for me what what all happens. Uh, he holds out his arm, and um, at that moment, a hawk lands right on it, and we just get a series of close-ups of like his eyes and the hawk's eyes, and then his eyes, and then the hawk's eyes, and then I say that the hawk flies off, but what it really is is just the footage of the hawk <laughs> landing, but reversed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is such a cheaply made movie. He crosses his arms, and then we see the exact same shot of the hawk landing. And we get another shot of his eyes and the hawk's eyes, and the hawk conveys to him through the spirit of the hawk what is down at least one of the two paths. And he turns back, I have seen down the path. You have done well, my friend. And what you see in the hawk's eyes, like it does a zoom up of the of the hawk's eyes, and you see that the path ends in two giant metal doors. Interesting. So we have a choice of doors, my friends. Two metal doors, very large. And I will say, I, I'm sorry, they're like a double set of doors. So it's, it's one door, but they're a double door. Oh, got it. So there's a doorway down a path. I believe whatever we are searching for should be behind that door. For why have a door if there's not something behind it worth protecting? So th that was down one of the paths? Uh, b both paths sort of circle back and, and sort of link together to where these doors are. Okay. Well, somehow we have to deal with this guard, and then we go to the metal doors. Sydney, is there any way you could... I have to think about how the 80s worked. Um, <laughs> is there any way that you could message this guard and distract him? Oh, that's simple. Uh, did I also mention I'm a master ventriloquist? <laughs> no, you're not, really. No. Yes. And I can't spell it, so. Yeah. It's ventriloquism, but yes, I, I have that. 
Oh, wow. Good. Okay. So I will, uh, somebody's got to give me a little boost up there so I can see what I'm looking at here. Ooh. Because I'm not climbing that thing, I can tell you that. So Sydney needs a boost to the top. Who's got something to help him? Create Creativity is encouraged. I've got one. So what I could do, once again drawing on my my animal friendship, is I could clap my hands and then like a swarm of perhaps pigeons or gulls could lift him by his padded 80s shoulder cap, like suit coat that I assume we're all wearing because it's the 80s and we're in the FBI. We all probably have shoulder pads on our suits. So I could do that if that would if that would get him up there. The mechanics of this game work. You make the tear and it happens. Alright. Got my hands locked in. Success! Okay, so so a oh, a nasty <laughs> squad? What's the group of seagulls called? I'm sure it has a, a gall of seagulls. I don't know. A flock of seagulls? Since, since of we're seagulls. here in the 80s, it has to be a flock of seagulls. <laughs> Oh, I should have caught that. That is the most obvious <laughs> thing ever. Um, but I'm still going to go with a gall of seagulls just to be to be contrary. Swing by and and they pick up Sydney and and carry him him up to the top. And then Sydney, what are you doing? Now I am going to throw my voice so off in the distance, in the opposite direction of where we're going to be walking or running in just a moment. I make the sound of Lohan calling. Oh, come here, help me! Help me, I have fallen and I cannot get up. And you just see, like, the, there, there's like 20 guards up there at the top, and they all just sort of roll their eyes and, like, again, and then they all run <laughs> down in, in, in through and in, in, into the castle, leaving it empty. And I'm going to be I'm going to be a generous GM and actually allow uh, El Hakon's skill with the flock of galls that carried you up, because whoever else wants to go up can go sort of using that same same skill to transport you over without making you tear again. Yes. Do I, I need to do the ventriloquism tear, though, correct? You do have to successfully do a ventriloquism okay, tear, here, yes. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I lost the ism, but I made a successful tear. <laughs> all right. So who all's, who all's going to the other side? Obvi- obviously, Sydney. I think we pan over af- as he lands. We pan over, and El Hulcone is already there, like, in sort of a lounging position. Just like, it's good of you to join us. Okay, Bash and Jackie, are y'all going over? Yeah, I feel like the group of, the colony of seagulls, <laughs> as it's known, <laughs> has one heck of a time with Bash. But he's like trying to be motivating to seagulls, like he doesn't understand. He's like, come on, come on. He's like just close enough to the wall that he's kind of cli- half climbing, half being pulled up. And eventually, and they just kind of drop him over. Halcone has to clap a few extra times. <laughs> Okay, and and the four of you land finally on the other side of the giant wall. So now every everyone sees with their own eyes again the immaculate garden that's back here. You see the two paths that lead around to the back that, of course, that you know, and end in a metal door. Is that the direction you all are going? Yeah. 
That's where I'm going. I believe so. That is where I'm headed as well. Okay, so you all walk down the path. It's a nice, quiet night. The ocean's very still, and you get around to the backside, and and you see essentially there's like where the the paths kind of like dip down towards the beach, and there's a little bit of like a hill embankment that once you get around to the other side, realize that that's that's where where the door is and whatever pathway is behind that. Uh, The four of you are standing. There is a giant metal double doors that are, are locked closed in front of you. So we face a locked door. I knew this would come in handy. And Bash, I mean, pull, pulls off a knapsack. I mean, we I didn't see it until now. Neither did you as the viewer, but he just has like a bag full of tricks and here he goes. And almost like builds and unfolds a sword. And he says, this is what I'm really good at. And... <laughs> I had written down the skill absurdly sharp blade. <laughs> so I am going to try and perfectly cut through like in the middle of the two doors and whatever mechanisms may be holding it together are going to be cut in half. Okay, give me a tear of your absurdly sharp sword. I'm definitely going to have to get a couple letters here. Now. Okay. Let me check. We're good. That was really close. All right. So so describe for me exactly how you cut this door open. It is one of the least graceful things. Like El Hakon is just absolutely offended that someone like Bash would try and wield such an elegant weapon. But he just grips it with two hands and just hacks straight up and down. And essentially nothing happens because it's so sharp. So I just wait for someone to try it because, like, I don't want to try it and be wrong. So (laughs) I just wait for someone to try the door now. So I think what happens is, if I am understanding correct, I think what is going to happen is Halcone is going to, like, chide Bash for, for trying such a ridiculous thing. And he's going to, like, palm strike the door and, like, blow it away because it has actually been cut through. And he's going to look at him and be like, that is how you open a door. <laughs> and that is what occurs, and, and the metal doors slam open from between the, the, the cut and the palm strike. And I will, he, he his cut successfully disarmed the door, so I won't make you do a skill. But it, it, it knocks it open, and you see it, it is a, a stone-faced tunnel, floors, walls, and ceilings, that goes down and underneath the island. But you can't see very far under there because it's pitch black, but it is wide open now. As soon as we walk through, I want there to be at least three or four giant metal beams that have been cut in half. Uh, absolutely, yes, yes. Like, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. But you can't see much further past those metal beams because it is dark. What would you all like to do? You are staring at a uh, a dark stone tunnel that goes underneath the island. Does anyone have a skill that can light the darkness? <laughs> I feel like we could leverage something that you might have, Sydney, as if there were something that might not be working and your skills fix it. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is simply, uh, I can just flip this switch over here. Just just give me a second and it'll light this place right up. Obviously, they've cut the power in case of intruders, but we can take care of that. And I will walk over to... These, you know, a little box of, of wires, and I will flip it open, and I will just rig the lights back on. And, and what skill are we using? Uh, hacking. Hacking, absolutely. Ha- hack the lights. 
Here we go. I love, I love to think that it was me. I cut the power. It was totally on before I used that absurdly sharp blade. My bad. Okay, that one came out very well. Uh, that was in the corner, so I could do it, do it fairly easily. So, yes. All right, you, you successfully hacked, and the lights flitter and flutter, and they come on. Uh, in, in in sequence all the way down. I actually like what you said at first with flip lights, which I thought you were going to make the tear and then just walk over and turn the light switch on. Like, oh, there it is. And that's what I thought too. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, all the lights come on in, in in sequence, and you can see it's a a long stone tunnel that goes down deep into the into the center of the island. Do you all want to enter? Yes. Without hesitation. Without hesitation. Well, I'm, As, I'm hesitating just a little bit, but I'll let them go first. <laughs> Both with and without hesitation, the, the the party enters as you make your way down through. As you're walking down the tunnel, you come to a T where it goes off to the left and off to the right. Where would you all like to go? Our team faces its greatest challenge yet at the fork. Will they go left? Will they go right? Or will they simply pick it up? Find out next time on the terrible RPG 80s action movie. 